are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to RFK Refugees Podcast. Ted here, John here. We are back. We are live. We have returned, made our triumphant return to the airwaves to talk DC United. The a popular DC podcast, as as reported by the New York Times. Sort there of. have been there have been requests for T-shirts, and uh, you know that just <laughs> might happen. Who knows? That might happen. I, I've I've resisted it. the The context of the story I felt like mattered, but uh, I think maybe maybe I you know what I will let the people decide. There should we do T-shirts of that? There you go. So, so we do T-shirts of that, people. But John, welcome to my friend. It feels like it's been so long since we've talked, and we've been talking through text. We've been talking through messages. We've been talking about the team. We've been watching the team. We've been paying attention. We just haven't been talking about we've it. We've been watching from the, the the wings of the the wings of the theater versus in the front. But yeah, we have been. It's uh, you would normally ask how was your weekend, but it's it's just there's just too much there's just too much time in between. So it, suffice it to say, uh, we're happy to be back. We're happy to be live tweet live broadcasts. We're happy to not be just simulcasting our Zoom call. Uh, Richard <laughs> Brian is back. So if you're watching live, if those of you are watching live, you see it looks a little bit better. I mean, yeah. aside from the fact that my face is huge because I am on my laptop in a hotel room in uh, Indianapolis. Uh, but so much that I want to bring to you the goods that I am uh, that, you know, hardships were afforded to make this happen. We're, we're doing it. Yeah, this will be this will be a jam packed show. So please, please, people get your questions in, get your uh, get your um Thoughts in into the Twitch chat on Twitter, however you want to do it if you're watching the show, or X, I guess. That's something else weird that has yeah. happened since we just have come back. Z at us. Just Z <laughs> Z to us and then we will re Z it. <laughs> oh man, the world the world is stupid. Uh anyway, <laughs> let's get in. Uh let's let's just jump right into it, John. I think I think that we've owed the people some response, uh, maybe some some further discussion. We we've talked a little bit about it. I think we've all had some time to maybe collect. So if, if you have not been aware, if this is your first show, first of all, welcome. Uh, weird, weird we, timing for you to have done that, but welcome. Weird timing. So, but if you're not aware, uh, there was uh, another incident uh, involving Taxi Funtas, uh, this time with a teammate, Nigel Robertha, uh, which was the genesis of us deciding uh, to take a hiatus. Um, and I I think we've had some discussion. Uh, there's been, I, I, th- I think... The initial decision was based on a lot of assumptions for us. We've learned a lot, you know, about the incident, what happened. Uh, I do not for one second uh, before a certain uh, biggest fan decides he wants to jump in. Uh, I think I do have one second regret what we did. Um, I think DC United made the right move. They made the move only move that they can make, mm-hmm. uh, which is to which is to tell Taxi Fundos goodbye. Uh, Taxi Fundos, of course, accused of, of racial abuse, accused of using a very, very awful word uh, towards Nigel Roberta after an altercation um, under the four, uh, after a four nothing loss to the revolution, both players were placed on administrative leave. Uh, apparently Roberta did hit uh, first. It was reported assaulted and then hit with a foam roller. Uh, so that changes a little bit uh, in my mind uh, a little bit. I, I mean, I'm sure those things maybe are hard, but I don't know. Just didn't seem right. They are, but you know, yeah, not, but, the most, not the most. It wasn't a bat. It wasn't a deadly weapon. <laughs> it wasn't a punch. I guess when you hear assault, you assume he punched him or did. Something. I think I think we the, the initial sort of readout of how this went in our heads was much different than I think maybe like the subsequent reporting by Pablo Maurer. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, the what the story became is that the accusation is that it was said on the field. 
they had to be separated. They got back to the locker room. Uh, I believe the conversation restarted. Nigel would have hit him with the foam roller. And then I think they were separated. Uh, but yeah. that's in our minds. There was like a fist fight, but that's yeah. not that's not how it went. Not how it went. Uh, of course, Roberto accusing him um, of, of using the word afterwards. Uh, MLS finding that credible, uh, but also, again, it, it is another situation similar to what happened with the Miami game. Uh, he said, he said situation. Um, in this case, it is, you know, two strikes, you're out. You know, I, I, I think... I, I think we we've had some some speculation as to whether to, you know did he actually say the word do we think he actually said the word I've I've ultimately come to the conclusion that at this point it, it doesn't it doesn't really matter uh, it, it it what matters to me is Taxi's actions particularly going after Roberta um, in a game for nothing that was terrible all around Taxi did not shower himself in glory so I really don't understand why he was choosing or singling out Roberta on the field uh, as a player he was trying to go after. Um, you know, I think we've all thought about, you know, there's maybe a word he might've said my response to that be, well, if that's the word that he said, that sounds very close to the word that people have thought he has used. Maybe you'd make a mental note of that and don't use that word again, uh, particularly, (laughs) particularly in a heated situation. So I, the team did what I think they had to do. I mean, it's all situations involving racism are horrible. This is also very different. Once you have a situation in the locker room between a teammate, that's it. In my opinion, it's it. It's over. Uh, the team, of course, nothing official. I don't know if we've gotten anybody that really has asked about that. The, the 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 timing of this was very weird. Obviously, Stephen Goff going away to the World Cup. There was a lot of. There really wasn't. I think a lot of the 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 coverage, but we we saw the team, uh, and apparently in, in a show of solidarity towards Nigel Roberta wore black armbands in the first game. I don't think we got anybody to really ask them about it, and maybe if they did, they maybe said they couldn't talk about it. Um, but that, that was sort of an interesting thing. I, I would love to maybe get a follow-up or have somebody go back and say, now that it's all over, you know, what the black armbands, because that, that was a curious situation. You're going to get that for sure. That now that, the, now that the player is gone for her, for the press availability this week, you can be sure that the first five questions for Wayne Rooney will be taxi funtas related. So, oh yeah, I think yeah. that's, I think that's without a doubt. Uh, I just wanted to sort of, is uh, sort of similar to, to Ted. I think that there's a, you know, uh, there's not a guarantee of what was said. There's not a, we don't, we'll never, we'll never have conclusive proof of anything. I think to Ted's point, uh, a, I think you lose the faith of the locker room with situations that happen like this. I think, it, I think there is a, you know, what is, what is, you got to look at like, what is the PR component? What is the in locker room component? And then what is the business component for the, for the team for making the decision? And there are, there are very few arguments for not making this move. It would have been much better. And I think this is Wayne's point when he was aggravated about this, it would have been a lot better if this had happened faster and the team was in a position where they were able to actually remedy the, the hole in their roster. Um, they I still can. The, they can with a free agent mm-hmm. uh, or an unattached player. Certainly makes it a lot more difficult than it would have been. Sure. Had it happened earlier, but you can't really, things had to, things had to go through the process they had to go through. The player is going to find another team he are, apparently already has there that just dropped out. He's going to Turkey. So okay. he, he's, he's going to, he's like, he's going to be fine. Yep. I think is the most important part um, there. I think there was an Instagram post from his wife. Sorry, John, I don't mean to interrupt. I'll let you, I'll let you jump back in, but there was an Instagram post from his wife with, I believe saying freedom. Um, so I think, 
I think after this incident, I think the relationship between the club and the player had already soured. Team was already looking to shop him as well. Um, and again, I would also add to anybody out there who is saying, well, why are they believing this? Why I believe this? I mean, to be honest, the team gave him the benefit of the doubt. They gave him the benefit of the doubt when they welcomed him back into the team. They welcomed him back onto the roster. They welcomed him back into the locker room. They gave him that second chance. And in my opinion, he blew it, regardless of what happened. Uh, he blew it. So it's on him, in my opinion. It's not on Roberta. It's not on DC. It's not on anyone else but Taxi Fructas. Yep, I think that's. I think that about wraps it. I think there's not, there's not too much more to say. I think you yeah. you can look at, and I, I I'm unable to look at both the display and sort of sort of what this means for the club. I guess we I guess you have it in a different. So let's, we can look at the, the transfer window. <laughs> yeah, and then that, then talk about it in that way. Sorry. Well, I mean, what it means for the club, obviously, I have to go back and catch up. I think the team still does have. They gained an international slot from him. So they gain an international slot. Obviously, they gain a designated player slot. Um, I don't think any of the moves, they already made room for another player. They had an international slot, or at least I think two international slots with Lewis O'Brien being gone. And then, so I, th- I think for all intents and purposes, they are, and I think, you know, they also, I think Samake is still technically an international that they can move up and down uh, or loan out. So they, they, they have the, they still have, I believe, the flexibility uh, from an international roster slot perspective for one. And obviously they have a DP slot. Now again, transfer windows closed. Uh, everyone talking about Neymar going to enter Miami or going somewhere in MLS. Uh, that wasn't going to happen unless PSG released his con- released his contract or set him free. Even then, I think there were some like issues. Like you have to be a free agent before the window closes. Like you can't just right. release a team on a free. So there's a lot of stipulations and and they I, went to Saudi Arabia I, anyway. So the the yeah. end there. Yeah. And anyone also saying that you know oh, well MLS would have found a way to bend the rules. I'm like they would not have done this because the amount of uproar if. MLS had allowed had allowed some team to go in, pay a transfer fee, bring in Neymar after the window. You would have uproar from existing teams, owners. You would have uproar Manchester United, Liverpool. All these teams would be ma- teams with much much more bigger implications, particularly when you know FIFA is also trying to get a club World Cup going and convince these teams to do it. Uh, you would have had so much of an uproar from those fans. Not going to happen. Uh, yes, does MLS maybe? Look the other way on some things. Sure, I'm not going to sit here and doubt that. I think that's that may be happening right now, but I don't think they would have gone this far on that. Anyway, let's get to the window. Um, incoming. Let's just. I'm just going to read through the list. Uh, we got incoming: Eric Davis, Jose uh, Ferrado, I think is how you pronounce that, and uh, Gabriel Pirani. And then outgoing is Victor Paulson, and of course Taxi Fundus. We've talked about Taxi. We won't talk about him. Uh, let's talk a little bit about who's incoming. Uh, the team went out. Uh, they needed a left back desperately. Uh, it wasn't going to cut it with having Pedro Santos run into the ground at age 35. They picked up 32-year-old Eric Davis. Uh, he Girl, actually – Spring chicken, 32-year-old <laughs> Eric Davis, whoever. I mean, yeah, three – but, you know, I've seen plenty of players at 32 uh, – you know, I think this is a stop. It's a stop gap. I'm not saying yes. it's a full. It is definitely a stop gap. Uh, he is. A, I think he was not with a team. So I don't think they played a transfer fee or anything. I believe they have a contract for this year. And I think a club option for two years. Yeah. So very, very clearly a stop gap in that way. Yeah. Um, so this he is the field- penalty. So the, he's a, his first touch for the club was a <laughs> converted penalty and, and a, a loss. 
It looks good. And he was real, I mean, real quick on that, uh, on that, on that visa, man. That was like, I mean, that, that must have been in the works for a while. I don't mm-hmm. know if he has, maybe the fact that he's Panamanian and also has already had an improved visa to play on the national team. Maybe that helped. I don't know. Uh, but it was, it was very, it was very curious how quickly. Uh, that all got signed, sealed, and delivered. We um, need a State Department employee during transfer <laughs> season. That's what we need to happen. Come on the show. Explain this to us, please. Yeah, so Eric Davis coming in, uh, made an appearance in this game. I don't know if we got really much of a look to really gather much from him. Uh, great uh, great service on free kicks. I think maybe that's the best one we got out of that. So and confident, to watch. Enough, and confident enough to take the ball before other players on the team in the penalty shootout. So. Yeah, like there you that. go. So, and I like I like the service idea because we have a bit a star Benteke that needs goals and he needs mm-hmm. service. So, uh, certainly something to watch there. Jose uh, uh, Ferrado, he was from uh, Club Atletico Independiente, I believe, in the Peruvian league, if I recall correctly. A league we all follow very closely and watch every game every week. Watching the sizzle reel, he looks like maybe a little more. He's certainly, I think, a little bit on the height area. He seems more like of a Benteke. A guy, you know, look, basically, if Benteke goes down, we've got Eric Hurtado and Nigel Roberta, and that's it. So this was an idea to bring in somebody. I'm willing to bet this was not envisioned that this guy would would really see the field other than just gave, maybe to give Benteke a rest while giving you an opposing player up top that can win headers and, and be a little more agile on the ball. Who's the um, forward that played two seasons ago? He was like the end-of-the-season replacement, unattached player. He was tall. I think he scored one goal. Do you remember the guy I'm talking about? Oh, you're talking about, um, was it uh, Ahaje? No. Nope. Nope. Uh, it was a guy. He's now playing in like some remote Eastern European league. Uh, man, he was very tall. I think he was he was South American. I'm trying to remember what kind of, Anyway, he had this the the goal is to not have this guy start games. I think is probably yeah. like you want to you want to have him on the you want to have him available as a bench. Do you think he scores more or less goals than Michael Estrada? In his duration time here, how many goals? Michael Estrada was like, like he was terrible, but like pretty prolific. I'm going to say mm-hmm. less goals. I am going to say less. Yeah. <laughs> like he was like that was like the oddest thing. I think he was like the golden boot leader when it was very clearly like from any other perspective. Like if you just watch the stat, you'd be like, why are they getting rid of him? But if you watch games, you're like, oh yeah, that's why they're getting rid of him. There were a number of discussions <laughs> on the DC United Discord where there was points per game banned about my. I know, but you you watch the games, right? You see this guy. <laughs> Like you're watching the same games I am, right? Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, a player that maybe of those. So those players are very clearly stopgap filler. I think a point was raised, I believe, by I think it was Jason Anderson saying, you know, why are you bringing these guys in instead of maybe looking to build uh, to build out like Jacob Green or uh, Ted Cudi Pietro or um, or Christian. Fl- I think Christian Fletcher was the name he used. Um, my response to that would sort of be I think they're solid I don't think I this team is so weak at those positions I do not think that this precludes any of them from getting you know minutes if they prove it in training and then go out there and play I think you'll see Wayne Rooney go out there I think this team is just so thin they needed to do something um, and they needed to go out and get a solid piece they are still chasing for the playoffs we'll get into a little bit about uh, coming up what we think these teams chances are <laughs> heading in uh, do you uh, do you agree with that assessment, or would you have rather them see just keep the powder dry? And I think it doesn't matter. I think the outcome is going to be the same. Um, mm-hmm. If Christian Fletcher proves himself in training, he'll play because the other players these are not blockable players. Pirani is mm-hmm. the only player we've not talked about him. He's the he's the real you know usage of money. He's the real gambit. 
The other players are just guys. By the way, the guy, the name of the player I was thinking of before, Gelman Rivas. That is the player. There were a couple like <laughs> Gelman Rivas. And oh Eric Soda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember and, him. There was, like, yes, a, there yes. was like a very loud subsection of the fan base. Like, if this guy just got minutes, he would he would, he would score double digit goals. He's just I just look at him. He's great. Uh, Hoya seventy eight in the words of Van Halen. Our approach at the end of window was Panama. I don't think I think there was I think maybe there was some scouting of the Gold Cup and maybe there was some like and Panama to their credit performed well in the Gold Cup. They made a a run, I believe it was to the semifinals. I want to say finals. I forget. I think it was semifinals. Finals. I think and they lost to Canada. No, Mexico won. I believe Jamaica was in the final. If I I think I think it was it was semifinals. There has and been it, too much soccer. Yeah, in was, the last two months where if I don't blame anyone. For not knowing who the Gold Cup finals were, it it has been. I think like I think this weekend I was just like, dude, man, I'm I am I am like burnt out. It's like it's like I, I woke up and watched I woke up and watched Liverpool on Sunday. I watched and the, the Premier League on Saturday. Yeah, kickers started Saturday. I watched a little, and of course I watched the Women's World Cup games. You know, on the replay, and it was just like there's just a lot of. And then of course the Leaks Cup has been crazy. We'll, we'll get into a little bit of our thoughts of that. Um, Let's talk about maybe maybe the most probably the biggest signing of the window of the I guess the last half of the window. For sure, the biggest signing of the window. Biggest signing of the window is Gabriel Pirani uh, from Santos. Uh, he's been on loan at Fluminense, alone with an option to buy. He takes up a U twenty two initiative spot. Uh, and Jesse's asking a very deep dive into our Brazilian saver and how he will be the answer to all that ails us. I don't know. If I can say confidently about that. I I I did went out. Uh, thank goodness. Thank goodness that the Brazilian league was on uh, CBS. I was able to maybe catch a little bit. Uh, it has actually been a little bit. I think I watched this game prepping for the show that would be the next weekend. And then the taxi situation <laughs> dropped and that all changed. Uh, but what I can recall correctly. So he's going to be from, from what I gathered, uh, he is a player that will be willing to go in the dribble. So he's willing to take guys on. I feel like maybe this team looked and said, you know, we, we look at what Ted Kudu Pietro can do. Can we get somebody else that maybe can do those types of things? And I, I think if you're looking at this team right now, what they're real, what they've really been missing, and why I think this Heke has been struggling is that there isn't anybody on the ball that's able to attract attention. There's nobody else. Everybody just know, they just know Mark Benteke out of danger and basically tell their other players go try to beat us basically, um, and you know go you know go you. Uh, Pedro Santos, go you, uh, you know, Gabriel, uh, no, no, I'm thinking of some of the players out there, um, you know, Ruan, Nahar, you guys try to beat us. We're not going to let Bateke beat us. And when the team, when the team played well, when they, when Bateke was scoring, it was because they had a guy like Ted Cudi Pietro that could come on, maybe attract a little attention. And then maybe the defenders are collapsing in on him. And then suddenly Bateke is finding himself open. So I, I think maybe that's what they're maybe looking for out of this guy. Um, his passing, I believe I looked at his F brief, his progressive passes and other stats like that were not great. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm maybe slightly curious to see what, where he fits in this team. Are you going to see him line up with Matias click? Maybe with, with him being a little more of an advanced player. Uh, will you see him pair up with Benteke and sort of be, you know, the team sort of shift, from a, I think it, you know, from a three-five-two to a three-five-one-one or something like that. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll have to we'll have to wait and see what opening day is going to be look like. We're assuming he's in training. He has his visa. Um, I don't know if he's been spotted. You would think the team would want to maybe get that out there. 
Uh, we'll see what happens on the Thursday call as to whether he's there. Uh, we are presuming that uh, one addition to the team, it's an addition uh, from back from injury. Hopefully, it will be Ted Kudupietra out there. Um, John, you know, give me overall thoughts on the on the window. On the window? Okay, I was like, Piranha, I got nothing. <laughs> uh, also, I think we should say that on the way out, we didn't cover that yet. Taxi, obviously, the other one, but also Victor Paulson. Victor, Victor Paulson. Let's, Victor Paulson, who already played this weekend, I believe, and they lost 5 nothing. I think. And yeah. Got like a, you got like a four four point something on uh, on put Let, Let's shift. Sorry, let's shift the overall. I do want to mention that. So Victor Paulson got traded. I think a lot of so there were some people in the fan base that were maybe a little bit upset about this. I and I can understand absolutely why. I think he was a player that uh, endeared also, him. Someone who think he was sexy, so they were also a little upset that he was. Gone, so. <laughs> I think he's a player that definitely endeared himself a little bit to the fans. I believe during a really awful performance, he sort of came out and uh, apologized to the fans. I think it was after one of the Philly games, if I recall correctly. And he was just like, I'm sorry. Uh, so definitely a guy who. Sorry. What's that? I said, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> we suck. I apologize. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, Quezak 168 Canals greater than Victor. I think that's a question. You know, I think with the position that he was thrown into, you know, kind of that third center back, I think he did show some good things about when he was out there. Uh, I will say he was also making an absorbent amount of money. Uh, he was a DP, if you recall correctly. He was sort of under that limit where the team could basically go and uh, and had to pay him as a DP with the idea that he would be bought down. Um, I think the overall vision for him was that he was going to occupy that number six spot and kind of be that sort of talisman in the midfield. Became very clear that he was not up for that and the team needed more than that. Uh, and so I think, you know, his shift luxury. to center. He's a luxury player they couldn't afford. Yeah. And he was luxury. This team needed to go out and get some difference makers mm-hmm. to fill other holes. They needed the roster spot, uh, the international slot in particular. Uh, they needed. And I think that if that was a player that you looked at, if you looked at objectively and, and not subjectively, which I know is a hard thing to do, you would have said, yeah, that's a player you probably cut some bait with. Um Particularly with how good Pines is, I think Pines is what forced this move too because he looked really good. So you, uh, he occupies that spot, and he's cheaper. Um, and you've got uh, Brendan Hines Ike back, uh, fully healthy. He's been Brendan Hines Ike. I don't think there's been any really drop in his play. And Derek Williams has been excellent. And then you still have Steve Birnbaum. So you look at those four, and you're like, "Yep, I think it's you know, it's appropriate to." To drop him and make some space. The injuries around the team, the depth problems where the positions were, I, that was what it was about. He was making yeah. too much money. To, he was a luxury that they couldn't afford. Uh, as you ask sort of what the overall view of the window is, I feel like the net net is very the same. Mm-hmm. I don't believe we've improved. Um, I think we have more bodies, but I think that they're not necessarily for sure improvements. I would have liked to see maybe some internal MLS moves, uh, sort of like a sort of very projectable players. So you know how they're going to adapt for MLS because they've already been in it. And I think based on comments that Wayne Rooney made a number of times, like, I think that was the intention. I think there was some, there was some plans to make inner MLS moves and trades and pl- teams would say this player is available. And then they would inquire and they would say, no, just kidding. They're not available. Um, so that's surely frustrating. So I, you know, I, I think, uh, are we better or worse? I think that there's Ted Kudibiatra coming back and Pirani, hopefully uh, being at a level where he can contribute right away because we need that. He doesn't, un- unfortunately for him, he does not get the opportunity to acclimate slowly over time. He's going to get thrown right into the fire because of taxis mm-hmm. leaving. So hopefully he's 
ready to do that when the time comes. I don't think we're better. It's possible that we're worse a little bit. Uh, there is taxi had six goals this year. Benteke is the, is the leader. I think he has eight, eight, eight yep. Eight. But he hasn't scored since June. It's August 14th. Uh, he has very little confidence. It's, I mean, unless you count the league's cup, which I do not for this purpose. I mean, yeah, so I'm saying it's been, there's been a little bit of a break. It team's been in a little bit of flux. Obviously. There have been at least six league games since June fair, first fair. or whatever it was. So it, it's enough to be concerning that he's not put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. And I now you don't have it. Now there is not a secondary scorer that's that's there. So it's inevitable. Like there is going to have to be players that step up and perform better than they have this year if this team wants to push. Uh, but I guess the question that we can sort of ask ourselves is like, what is a reasonable expectation? What is what? What are we expecting for the rest of this year? Yeah, I mean, the, it, I think DC Ulysses asks: Is there also is there a realistic chance of a decent free agent pickup this season? I mean, I, I I believe I I decided to do a little bit of googling. I was like, what's the latest on Jesse Lingard? Because he he was released by Nottingham Forest, I believe, a while ago. Um, he was a player that was on DC's discovery list. Uh, I think he maybe got swept up in the Wayne Rooney or in the uh, Lionel Messi hubbub, and he was apparently training over in Miami. Uh, mm. Is he a guy that you bring in? And, you know, what is, I mean, it's going to be hard for him to really look that, or does he maybe look at, uh, I would say maybe he maybe looks at Saudi Arabia as well. I think that's going to be the real, uh, any sort of big, you know, big difference maker that's going to be a free agent. Uh, you're going to look at like a Jesse Lingard. And then there's going to be the question of, there's no way you can compete with Saudi Arabia. So does he take the money and go to Saudi Arabia? Cause I bet, I mean, I bet if he called up, he would find, they would find a team to put him in, or do you look somewhere else? And, you know, do you even, do you even want to do that at this point? Um, you know, what, what do you really, does Jesse Lingard make this team better? Yes or no? Like, what do you think? Maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe better than it's possible. I think it's, yeah. uh, I think the challenge here from a roster building perspective is you don't want to commit long-term to a player that's unattached in this particular space. Even if it's Jesse Lingard, I think you would in a perfect world, like a six month option to buy basically but what he's likely to be able to find is he can get a three-year contract in saudi arabia yeah that's and that would be the smart move for him from like what he what offers are on the table so um yeah i don't i don't i would put chances of us finding a free agent signing that's a different make difference maker like very very low <laughs> five yeah five one two percent <laughs> i don't think i think it's unlikely i think we're gonna have an open spot yeah, um, and then says F me gently with the chainsaw. What are you looking for in a taxi relate taxi replacement? And what are realistically going to get? Uh, what are you realistically going to get? I think this year. I mean, it's going to be in my mind. It's probably Jesse Lingard or nothing. I mean, if he wants to come, he wants to be here. I'm sure Wayne likes him. He, Wayne's a player. He know. I'm sure he's a player. He knows. I think the question is going to be. I think the real question is going. To, I think the real question is going to be if DC thinks Wayne Rooney will be here next year. Maybe you go out and you get Jesse Lingard. And if it doesn't work out, then I'm sure you could find a way to get rid of that contract, mutually terminate it, offload it, find something else. Like, I mean, honestly. Termination. I was just yeah. going to say, when you were looking at free, I was like, I, <laughs> when you were asking about free agents, I was like, I know a free agent. Uh, he's a creative midfielder. He could score from distance. He doesn't have a club right now. He's a national team starter. I wonder what Ravel Morrison is doing right now. I wonder if he's available <laughs> to play for DC United. Who, uh, By the way, maybe I mean, shoot, maybe I mean he's unregistered. I mean they could just bring him back on and register would, him again. <laughs> like, I would like to pay. I w- 
This is an open call. DC United staff, I know some of you listen. If you want to give me an off-the-record understanding of what the hell actually happened, you pick your pick your award. I would really like that information. If you don't even want me, if you don't want me to say it on the show, I won't. I just really, for my own edification, want to know what the thinking, what happened, what was the conversation that happened between him and the club, where they were like, you know what, f off. Here's your money. We're not going to register you. Just hang out. It's fine. We we would need you. It would be great if you were on the team. We could certainly use you. You played almost every game when you were here last year. You scored three goals, which is more output than any of our midfielders right now. I would love it. We'll never know. It's like it's 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 memory hold. It's going to be crazy. I, I would hit me hit me up, staff. <laughs> be friends with me. Uh, and. Uh... Brent, uh, Brandon Zebron asks, uh, does a healthy TD uh, take you to Pietro immediately take over the taxi spot or is it Roberta Pirani or Ferrader? I mean, I, I, I don't know at this point, I think it's going to be a question. I mean, I, for, for what, for all we know, I do not know if Pirani has his VC yet and we don't have, we don't have golf here. Who usually is, has his ear a little more to the ground, maybe on those types of things because he's at the world cup. So I mean, I mean, I think we'll find out probably Thursday or whatever the next media availability is. Who's, Who's ready to go? Who's not? Um, I mean, I think if and the question is, is you know, how healthy is Teku Pietro? I think we, we heard it was a few weeks. I think maybe we thought maybe by league Scott PB ready, uh, but that wasn't the case. Now it's been an additional two weeks. Um, I bet so, he's ready to go. I bet I bet the league's cup sort of break gave him the. You know, we don't know if he's fully running in training. That's the thing. <laughs> Sorry. The question is: is does he get turned the keys over for that spot if he's healthy? And yeah. have minutes, yeah, I would think he would. Uh, I think it's going to be a rotating door for a little bit of Pirani, of Ted, of maybe Nigel in that spot. That's not really his strength, but and, might- I mean, you, you have to ask too. You have to ask too. What is what? What do they think Pirani's role is going to be? Is he going to be in that three man midfield? Is he just going to slot right into Lewis O'Brien? He's a very different player from Lewis O'Brien, or does he shift up? I, I, I'm willing to bet the original thought process was he would slot right into where Lewis O'Brien is. With the idea that Taxi was going to be there. Right. Now Taxi's not there. So the question is where, you know, do you push him up higher? Do you move him around? Where does he fit into this team? Um, we'll see. It's going to be, I, I, we know like Benteke is going to start. We, his partner, I think, is going to be a bit of a mystery heading into this game. And I think also maybe benefits the team a little bit because I think it does bring a little bit of unpredictability. So we'll, we'll see how, how it works out. I didn't get to answer the, the earlier question about what I would like to see in a replacement for, for mm-hmm. Taxi. I think if you think Wayne's going to be here next year, the best thing you can do is talk to Christian Benteke and say, who that you have played with enables you to be your best player, like your best self? What what players have you played with anywhere in the world? You're here for another year and a half. We want to get the most out of you. We want to give you the best opportunity to succeed. Give us some names. And maybe they've done that. But I feel like you've got a finite time. You've got an asset that you're trying to maximize. But I mean, Julian Gressel would be the name, one of the, and he'll be. A I, I wonder. I, I wonder. I wonder. They talked about Vancouver wanting to move east. I wonder if there was maybe we we already went out and signed. Um, I wonder if there was maybe an attempt to maybe make up and say, "Hey, you want to come back here?" We they better. They better you. send a damn basket to that Columbus address and be like, listen, because he's a free agent next year. He'll yeah. be an MLS free agent. I, I think he'll go, he'd go anywhere in the world on the East Coast other than here. Oh, I think yeah. that, 
Yeah. I think if I think if Casper's gone, maybe you see him. Maybe you see him come back. I bet. I, I bet he he knows who the the genesis of this move was. Mm-hmm. I think everybody does. Um. So, yeah. So, um. Yeah. I think that that would be the one thing. I I gotta tell you, I don't know how you're talking about on the chat about how Casper's uh or Casper's seat is is uh is is in stone. Like he's gonna be there. I'm not so sure. I'm again. I'm thinking it feels it feels very weird at the team right now. I'm not so sure, but oh, for sure. I, I remember someone was saying this in the Discord. Like the vibes feel extremely off. Um, the taxi thing, the 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 I don't remember we talked about it. The guy that got fired. The after oh yeah, thing. shoot, we completely uh, glossed over that. There are there are there. Are, I mean, Ravel Morrison being non non employed employee of the team. There's just been a lot of stuff this year. I, I don't uh, know how in an ownership you can look at all of this and think that this is all like, no, we just need to give him another year. I'm just like, this is, he, he's shown, I mean, he, he has shown, I think the biggest problem is, is particularly this year, you know, apart from everything else is Wayne Mooney came into the building and I think there is a, an absolute, there is not a, and it's still to this day. I think, I think, I think Wayne has done an actual and excellent job this year, considering how bad things are. I think he's proven himself to be a decent manager. Um, I just think right now he is, it's who's directing the club. Is it, is it Wayne? Is it Casper? I think there's a power struggle going on. Uh, And I think it came out, it came out in that article when, uh, when I I still go back to that day when I think it was, um, I believe it was, uh, I was Pablo that put out that, the speculation was that Casper was going to be kind of a, he's the guy who knows the spreadsheet. And then it was like, I was like, no, 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 no. He's still in charge. I'm still director. I'm still in charge of this, of this operation. So I don't know. That was a direct quote from Dave Casper through Steve Goff. To, yeah. To respond to that. By the way. <laughs> I'm still in charge. I mean, he is still in charge. Yeah. I, I think that was, that was Brian, by the way, saying that I think his seat is, uh, I, I think it's not hot. I think it's warm. I would say that, you know, Wayne has proven himself some in some ways a good manager. I think that the thing I've identified is a lack of leadership within the player ranks. Like who who is stepping up? There's Steve, mm-hmm. right? Who's who's accountable to the media? Who's in a position where he will talk about sort of what's going on with the club? It feels like there's just a giant vacuum. And everyone yeah. is just kind of there filling time. And there's no one that has been there for a long period of time. It's a team in transition. The young players who may be here long-term don't feel like they are in a position to speak uh, as much. You know, there's no Bill Hamid on this club anymore, right? Andy Nahar is not an outspoken individual. Uh, the team is just in this weird sort of limbo. It's mm-hmm. reflected on the field and it's reflected sort of in vibes and just the way that the team carries itself. So, you know, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I go back to I, I sat and watched. I watched Philly just bring on guys. Yeah, they brought on a, a guy they drafted out of Drexel. They didn't even draft him. They drafted by another team, and then they played on their youth team. And he comes in and scores the winning goal against Carataro to take this team to the to the semifinals of the League Cup. And against you know the, they will be hosting Miami, and you know we'll get into the League's Cup review. DC didn't have a bad leagues cup. I don't think they nope. they did about as well as you could have expected. Uh, they better. they yeah better than expected to be honest. Yeah, um, but 
you know, I think you look at what they did and as a club and I talk about them a lot and I'm probably some fans are tired of hearing me about it, but I just look at that and I say like, they, they have an identity. They know who they are. They get absolute buy-in from everybody up and down that roster. And that the difference that makes is they, they are the first MLS team that punches above their weight. Well, maybe Kansas city did it for a little bit too, Yep, for sure. But, but they, they feel like something that is sustainable that can just keep going because they have just created this pipeline. They can just keep pumping in players and pumping in new players. They sell, you know, Paxton Aronson and Brendan Aronson. We got two other guys. We're just going to throw right in there. And I look at DC and I'm like, wow, you know, we've actually, we've got a young, we got talent that looks promising. The guys that are coming in, Christian Fletcher, Ted Gutipietro, Akinbone. And it's like, you know, this is actually sort of, this is like any other year you would call this like a golden generation of, of talent, of young talent in the team. The problem is you got to compare yourself with a lot of other teams that are doing a lot more and doing it better. And and Philly's one of them right up the street. It's the change in platform, right? Like we have talented players too, but those players in Philadelphia are coming into a system that's been consistent and it's a play style that's consistent and expectations that are known and leadership that is unchanged. So they're able to... They're able to know what's expected of them, and then the rest of the world is already looking because there's a proof of what, you, what you're going to get out of these players. If you buy a Philadelphia Union player, you know what you're going to get. We have Kevin Paredes, who I believe when he's out of his injury situation in Wolfsburg, I think is going to get more of a chance this year. Mm-hmm. But it's I don't you know I, I think you should you got to keep banging that drum because yeah. any team can be the Union, right? Because oh, yeah. it's not money, it's and- it's it's intelligence, and it's making and it's committing to a vision and sticking with it. We are we are when they announced that they were breaking down the sort of the the regions or the the I think the you know DC had a monopoly on the sort of Northern Virginia market so to speak down to Richmond I think you know and when MLS announced they were doing that DC was the one of the clubs that you know a lot of people who are in the know of 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 the academies that were like that's a that's a that's an area we can go after that's an area that's talent rich. Um, and I hope it I hope it spawned something because I think it did spawn the team to make their academy free to, you know, put put the development in there. Um, but I mean, it's got to be it's got to be more. And they, and they got to have you know develop those. One thing Philly did that's, you know, they developed they have their academy team, but they sort of developed a relationship, a good relationship with all the other academies out there and made it sort of a more cooperative atmosphere. I mean, they what they did is fantastic. And, and it's like I know D.C. can be that we're not even we're putting the bare minimum Maybe a little bit extra, maybe like a little extra than bare minimum than we used to now in academies and developments. We have a academy director that is that is running things. You know, we're 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 doing all of those things, and we've still produced some pretty good talent. And it's just like, man, if we just you just turn it up a little bit, um, you know, you can you can build something. And I mean, I think what Philly does is Philly shows that you can still win in this game. I think this is going to be a fascinating game coming up in the League's Cup. You're going to have Philly versus. Miami, because the one thing the one thing you can look at with 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 Philly is say, well, yeah, they've been successful, but they've also not won anything other than a supporter shield in a weird 2020 season. They've made MLS Cup finals, Eastern Conference finals. They've lost the teams that have played better. I would sit here and say, well, that's sure as heck better than what DC is trying to do right now. <laughs> like I would I would trade what DC has with what Philly has in an absolute heartbeat even with all the heartache and everything like that, because they're still putting themselves in positions to go out and win those games and very nearly win those games. Uh, you know, a, a, you know, they were a header from a DP away from winning MLS cup last year. 
and, and being the talk of the town. I think actually they are my, I think they will get over the hump and actually win this League's Cup thing. I, I think they are, they have enough behind them. I think, and also rumors that Messi has rolled his ankle. So that might be the excuse. Um, I don't know how much we want to get into to League's Cup. Um, I know we've kind of deviated a little bit. Whenever Montreal, I think, was 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 a gutsy win, um, made the finals, and then of course their three nothing loss to Pumas was not so great. Uh, they, for for what it's worth, how bad this season's been. Uh, they seem to have set out to the idea of like we are not gonna we are not gonna lose. We may not beat Philly. We are certainly not gonna lose to them this year, <laughs> because now they have two games where they've uh, where they have not given up a goal. Two zero zero games, obviously a loss in PKs, hard done. Um, I felt really bad for Chris Durkin, who actually I thought played an excellent game against Philly. Uh, if I had to point something out, I think he was really good in that game. He unfortunately misses the PK when the team had it. But, um, you know, who knows Who knows what would have happened if this team had managed to win that game? Um, I think they would have probably then gotten smacked in their next game. But, you know, hey. Undoubtedly. Yeah. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Would they have played America? They, I think was the next game America? Or was that? I can't remember. I have to go back and look. I'm not sure. But um, uh, sorry. Never mind. No, no, no. What am I saying? Nashville, Nashville played uh played America. That was a crazy, crazy game. I feel like I have to, I have had Philly played them anyway. No, see there. Um, should we go to some? Should we talk about any of the upcoming schedule? Like, what are we looking at? I mean, you you yeah. look at it, you look at it, and it's it's not infeasible. This team can make the playoffs. Um, yep, and it's they, all, I'd say it's a coin flip either way, and both of them are extremely believable outcomes you've got just missing, just missing and just getting in are, are seemingly just as just as likely we i will feel overjoyed if we get seventh eighth ninth mm-hmm. would be nice and i mean i'm expecting 10th 10th 11th well maybe we'll get in a little bit um we'll get into a little bit we'll, we had some questions coming up so let's maybe we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, DC and I can if you had three wishes for DC on the pitch or off it, what would they be? I would say take the top three things that Philadelphia Union done, and there you go. There's my answer. Done <laughs> easy. Um, okay, I'll, I'll maybe give a little bit more. Um, off the pitch, I mean, off the pitch, I think they they are trying to do a better job. I actually, I uh, when I was at the the kickers game, there were some people who are involved in some of the supporter groups that visited down, and they were kind of talking in. Uh, the team apparently really wants to try to recreate lot eight, um, and I think I mentioned this in my in my post, my tweet. I'm still going to call it a tweet. Screw you, Elon. Deep. Um, <laughs> um I, I I said in my tweet, I said, you know, I think you got to admit that like lot eight's done. It's not it's not going to exist, and so now look to build something new. Try to do something different. Um, you know, whether it's open up some sort of common area, you know, I don't know, yeah, but you, you can't just keep trying to say, try to recreate lot eight because it's it just, it, you're not going to do it. It's, you're going to fail in my opinion, if you try to do it. So if they try, I would go, <laughs> if they figure out a way to do it in a way, like if they well, like bust over from RFK, I would, I would do it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's my only option is like do lot eight, figure out a way to run out the parking lot out in the. Literally in lot uh, eight, in lot eight, and then just have some uh, rent some buses and have it go over. So that would be the only way. Sorry, I want to make sure you get your answer in. So, oh yeah, uh, I would say a new GM, uh, mm-hmm. a new coach with a five year contract <laughs> would be two things that I'd want to see off the field. Um, what do I want to see off the field? I would say I would like to see DC United be the largest spender in the academy space in the entire league, other than maybe. You know, whatever Arthur Blank, any of the like super rich guys, 
if they whatever I, if the money is no object folks will put out we're eighth we're eighth in the league and spend on roster i would like to see us be number like three in in sort of academy spend because it's the uh it's you know a lot of lottery tickets you're buying right i mean there's a couple mm-hmm. there's a couple players uh in the academy in the uh mls next uh pro team where they are you know uh, two of them were in all-star the all-star game uh, competition they're u.s uh, national team youth players get more of those lottery tickets some of them are going to mm-hmm. pan out and, and be a team similar to philadelphia to to, to ted's point that is willing to a- allocate a number of minutes each year to those players no matter what christian fletcher for instance uh, should get any minute that eric Hurtado gets mm-hmm. uh and more honestly because you have to look at, uh, you know, is it re- how big of a deal is it if we make ninth place versus get Christian Fletcher 500 minutes uh, this season so he's actually in a position to contribute next year? I, I would argue that it is more important to develop an asset for the future than scrape into the uh, play-in game. That's so a plan. I think you know it's a it's a replay. If you've been listening to this show for however many years we've been doing it now. Um, we've asked for a plan. We've asked for something that is understandable and repeatable. And I don't expect the casual fan to be able to, to, you know, explain it to anybody, but we should be able to, we should know exactly what the plan is going to be. And it's not just, you know, we've had conversations with people in the Mm -hmm. team. It's not just hardworking players that are technically savvy. Like that's, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. It's about what is the, what is the aspirations of the team what, you know, where do they want to be in five years? And if, if they're, you know, what, what are their metrics for success? Uh, and, and tell me those things. I'd love to know those things. That's, that's the mm-hmm. way you get a, a buy-in in your hard court uh, outside of just general feelings. And I have to love this team because I love this team. That's what I want. I want, I want to, I want to know, I want to be able to explain to anybody like, this is what this team's about. I, I just want to see the team. And I know, like Wayne Rooney was, it was a, maybe a drastic move in, in some people's eyes. I I don't really see that as a drastic move. I see that as we desperate. have to desperate. Yeah, desperate is a good way to put it. I would love to see this team. First of all, I would love to see them say bye goodbye, Dave Casper. Thanks, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, and I would also like. I would honestly, at this point, I would love to see them say, okay, we've got. Here, here are the young players. Here's, here's your Chris Durkin. Here's your Taxi Funtas. Or sorry, Taxi Funtas. Your Tech Kuda Pietro. <laughs> your Tech Kuda Pietro. Here is your Christian Fletcher, your Ekambone. I Honestly, I, I've, if, if I was the owner and we signed a new contract for Steve Burbaum, I would be shaking. Like, what are you doing? Did we at least get well, it? we to have somebody that can speak to the media <sighs> and be accountable because there's no one else that's doing it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And again, again, you know, I don't think Steve is as bad as everybody said is. He's I also, not. yeah. But um, it, it is what it is with that situation. I, I would like to see this team hand the keys over to somebody who's like, here's, you know, here's here's an identity. Here's what we're going to do. Honestly, like I am I am at the point where it's just like, uh, and I know this is, this, is, this is coming off somebody who is who is not hot right now, but a Bob Bradley comes in. The situation in Toronto, I think we're learning is Way beyond Bob Bradley is not at fault here. I'll say that much. Bob Bradley is not at fault here. Uh, this is a ownership group that basically tried to do, tried to just like shoehorn a lot of things in 
uh, with big time players and, and personalities that uh, that basically have decided they're bigger than the club. Um, and I think Bob Bradley is still a fantastic coach. I think he still does a good job. I love to see bring him in. I'd love to see us go out and do what Columbus did. They went out and they poached um, they poached Wilfred Nazi from from Montreal. They just went up and, and and grabbed him. I would love to see us go down and grab Oscar Preya from Orlando. Call Oscar and say, "Hey, we got a project here. We want you to be the chief part of it. You're going to be, be get." be able to build something that you want. You're going to build a team that you want. Talk about, talk about a front office. You, you talk about a front office. That's been terrible. You cannot have to go far to find, uh, to find out how bad Orlando Orlando was at the start of their, of their season. No direction. Similar to DC. They were signing Kaka. They went inside and then they uh, got accused of tampering with no Torino, that whole thing. I mean, they were a oh, disaster. The Jason Christ, the collapses, the, 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 the absolute farce that was uh, Kyle Lahren's whole whole situation and contract and the option and all of that stuff. I mean, they were an absolute joke and a mess. And Oscar Perea came in and righted that entire ship where they have now become. I mean, most of the guys, same guys are still there. So, I, th- I mean, it's what you need. You need something like that. Something that shows that you're serious and that you want to go out and do something. I want this team to go out and do that. So, um I, another question uh, from from Loud Adam, Loud Adam. I want to get through these. Uh, if senior, if ever when senior Wayne leaves, who steps up next? The current assistants: Shuttleworth, Robinson, Brilliant, or somebody else entirely? Somebody else entirely. It has to be. Uh, all due respect to those names, uh, like it has to be someone else. It has to be someone. It has to show. It, it has to be. Um, I honestly, I really hope if senior Wayne, if Wayne leaves, I think immediately if you are smart, you say Bateke. Uh, Saudi Arabia is probably going to pay you a lot of money. Uh, why don't you go talk to them and we'll release you from your contract. Matthias Click, love you. But maybe Matthias Click is one player I, I wouldn't mind st- sticking around for a little bit. Just because uh, I got his jersey. Apparently, uh, uh, Carl Robinson is interviewing for the TFC job. Yeah, I don't think he's going to. That would be a weird. That would be a weird. We didn't think Chris Armas was going to get either, and yet he did. Fair enough. I don't know. Maybe he, that's and then, I, and then he became assistant to the stars for two Premier League clubs. I mean, course twelve months. Walking into that mess, we already saw we already saw Matt Hedges show up and then immediately depart for Austin. Maybe it was like I'm out of this. I'm out of this mess. Um, so I mean, to me, it has to be someone else. I mean, do you? I'm, I'm thinking we. You've already talked about it. Same same idea. Shuttle, Shuttle, I mean, Shuttleworth would be uh, neither of those. T- None of those guys to me scream builder and long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even in, it, that's the challenge, right? Like even Wilfried Nancy, I don't. I, I, that's a that's a coach you want for a team you got now, like mm-hmm. for a team that's ready to compete. That's the that's the struggle. Bob Bradley also strikes me that way. He was he succeeded at LAFC building a team, but he also had, from my understanding, like carte blanche to build the team and make the and make the shots and call the plays. Uh, so like, I don't know, I, to your point, if Wayne leaves, um, then you got to think about reloading or, or sort of not necessarily like strip the team for parts, but like, all right, we need to get younger here and Mm -hmm. not have, not sign all these, not sign all these, like, you know, one year deal guys that are, you don't need a Pedro Santos if you're, if you're not, if you're like, we, those type of players we don't need. Um, so I want a player that is, or I want a coach that would specialize in being like, I have a four-year plan. I'm the, I'm Jim Curtin 2.0. You're going to bring me in here. We're not going to, we're, we're not talking about the playoffs next year. We're not talking about winning MLS cup next year. I've got a five-year plan 
to take this group of young players and move them to here and sell some of them uh, and then bring that next group in. And at the end of the five years, I want to have sold two players. I want us to be comfortably in fifth or sixth place. And I want to have the next level of, of youth players that are knocking at the door. Someone is me that plan. I'm buying season tickets. Yeah. I, I, I mean, maybe I would consider it even though it's a three hour right, drive. Right. <laughs> uh, DC Lewis asks, is there a case for optimism? Uh, they get into playoffs. I, I think this team could get, I mean, even without, even without taxi, I would argue that with taxi, even in that team, they may, I can maybe attribute one game that they won. And that was, that was in Dallas. That's one point, three points that he earned for us. Other than that, his, some of his goals were in garbage time or they were games where we, we there were others out there scoring goals and making opportunities. Uh, he, the team was already looking to offload him. I think mostly for performance reasons, like he was just not the same effective player. He's also, again, the team completely changed how they played uh, when they brought in Wayne Rooney. So I don't think he fit what Wayne Rooney wanted to do anyway. Um, so, I mean, is there a case, is there a case for optimism? I think if Ted Pietro steps up, if Pirani pans out, um, I think there's a good chance that it continues to step up. I should say like Ted Pietro has already stood up. We, I, we directly tie a game that and tie a game that he won and also a game that he managed to scratch a draw from, uh, from, from his appearances. So he is a guy that absolutely can step up uh, and can make a difference in this team. So, I mean, if he continues that or grows into that, uh, then I think, yeah, I mean, I think absolutely. Um, and then also you look at, uh, you know, if Pirani works out, I think this team could still make the playoffs. I think they absolutely could. I think they've gotten a rest. They've gotten some rest in the, some of those players. Now you got 12 games. You do not have, I won't say you have an easy schedule, uh, but you don't exactly have a completely far out there tough schedule. Philly, Philly is maybe the one game that you look at that's not winnable. And even that's and a game. And you just took them to extra time. You just took them to penalties, and you have not. You've played well against them. They're the one team yep. that apparently has figured them out. So well, I don't know. A sample size of sample size of one, and also with two, Philly, two, games. two games, that's fair. That's two fair. games. Two games to both in both say, in Philly. So I would I say my only level of optimism is if Christian Benteke <laughs> scores five goals in those twelve game, the twelve games remaining. You need him to. You need him to. Uh, be a double digit scorer for sure, but also, you know, closer to 15. You yeah. need to be in the, to be the player that he can be. Yeah. If he's not, there won't be enough goals and we won't make it. Yeah. All right, folks. I think that's going to do it. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for jumping in to the show. We really appreciate it. We, you know, we, we appreciate you. We appreciate the support we got um, from almost all of y'all um, over, over our decision to take a break. Uh, you guys, uh, you know, we we paused the Patreon, and some people were like, "Nope, keep charging me. I, I, it doesn't matter." You know, I want to support. Well, we don't you know guys. how to do that, so we didn't charge you. We're turning it back on. <laughs> yeah, it's Patreon. Patreon is going back on, uh, but uh, we, you know, we're here to close out the season. Um, you know, but thank you guys so much for the support you guys show us each and every week. Um, you know, it's 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 what uh, it's what's helped us. It's what's got us mentioned in the athletic, <laughs> which I think is something. Even though he didn't drop our specific name, which would have been nice. Maybe um, it was not us. Who knows? It could have been anybody. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say. But yeah, it could have been. I want to. I want to reiterate. Ted said. I think it's. Uh, it was a. It's a. It was not a. It, I don't want to over. I don't want to overblow the decision. Right. Like it's not. It's not life and death. It's not. We didn't do anything. But I think it was. Uh, it was important for us to to sort of game out where we wanted to be, and I was hoping that people would understand that. Even if they didn't support it, they'd understand mm-hmm. it, and I think I think most people did. Uh, and we didn't stop watching this team mm-hmm. through this. We didn't stop loving for you know 
against our better judgment, this team, and we never will. And we're going to keep doing this podcast until, I don't know, the cows come home. Where I think I caught, what did I say? We're like, it's like 600 episodes combined. or It's some some crazy number if you calculate everything in and all the bonus episodes and all that stuff. Uh, so we're not going anywhere. We're going to keep on doing our thing. And I think it's, uh, we we ask a lot of this club. I think it, I think the good thing of, I think the break enabled me to like sort of look back at who we are and sort of what we've evolved from. And I think that there was a period where we were very, we were doing a lot of player interviews. We were uh, very in the loop sort of with mm-hmm. what, was, what the team was going on. And I think trying to make sure that we were being even handed in coverage, <clears throat> uh, especially like through times of trouble. And I think, you know, we're still going to be even-handed. I think we have been. I think we're much more righteous and, like, our discontent around what this club is, like, long-term and sort of what how fans feel about it, People, particularly people who have been here a long time. Uh, I think that's a valuable position. I think it's, like, having the knowledge of history, not, and not necessarily, like, the trophies from pre-2006, I mean, those are important, but like even, even since then, even since I've been here, like, I think it's valuable to look at where we are and where we could be. And to Ted's go back and check that thread out on uh, the the Twitter page, sort of looking at that. Uh, I think it's good that there isn't a lot of fan led media left. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of media in general covering this team. So I mean, it took a women's world cup to basically it grind I mean, th- this team was even through its League's Cup run, no one was talking about this team. I, I mean, I listened to the, I think the Extra Time podcast. They might have previewed it a little bit, but they certainly were not talking about DC. Maybe because of what was going on with Taxi and and everything like that. But I mean, it was it's very clear this team is, and I think it's all we, we all want it to be. We all want it to be more. I think it's the most important thing for sure. So the, va- the value that we continue to hold is is making our expectations clear and our hopes clear about what this team can be. And, you know, we're going to get excited when they win Yeah, and we're going to get carried away. We always do go back 500 episodes. We win two games in a row and we're like, man, I championship. But in the long term, like we, I think it's, I think the value that we have is to say, you know, here's the things that we think are important. Here's the thing that the rest of the fans think important. They may not be always the same thing, uh, but we're, we're certainly going to use whatever little platform we have to demand more and to expect that the team lives up to uh, it's, it's, you know, it's whatever it stood for in the past and also makes a good faith effort to reward the people that spend their time, money and energy on this club, even though it hasn't won a trophy since 2013 even though uh, it's just not, it's not the glory days anymore. People are still here. And I think our, you know, what we do here is share that voice with the people who are listening, the new folks to understand sort of uh, you deserve more. You don't even know you deserve more if you're a new fan, but you do. And yeah. that's what we talked about. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's why I'm here. I mean, I grew up watching this team as a kid and I, I've seen the, I've seen the glory days. I've seen the days, uh, the sort of second era of greatness. And uh, I just want it back. Um, and, and we'll, we will continue to call out the team and we don't think that they're doing that. And I don't know if we're, li- I don't know if we're being listened to. I don't know if Jason Levian will suddenly turn on this podcast <laughs> and listen to us. He you know probably what? won't. Why would you guys like a job? I, I, would, uh... 
Um, but you know, hey, I, I will say uh, when he does get around, he some and he suddenly sees things. He listens, and I think 2018 was a good example of that. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out some of their articles uh, that were written. Or our so, first 10 episodes of our podcast. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. So, all right, guys, I think that's going to do it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're so glad to be back. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some spirit. Uh, so definitely stick around if you're if you're into that. Uh, again, Patreon.com/slash/RFUFDs. Start donating to the show. It's great stuff. We're, we're really working on getting the content out there for you guys. John's Thursday show might be returning. Maybe I'll step in. We'll, we'll definitely it'll try. It'll, it'll happen. happen. I'll be back from my travel. There will be something I'm talking about on Friday. <laughs> great. So definitely check that. Join the join the Patreon if you want to get that uh, get that early analysis and preview. Setting yourself up for Sunday when DC United plays for the Red Bulls for the first time this year, which is crazy. That's insane. MLS scheduling is nuts this year, and that's one of the Atlanta Cup rivalry must be respected. MLS. <laughs> must be respected <laughs> alright folks that's gonna do it thank you all so much we'll see we'll catch you guys uh, next week vamos vamos <laughs>